Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Two black girls, one rose. Where two black ass girls invade the whitest show on earth. The, the Bachelorette. Bachelorette. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And we just watched episode two. Yep. And very juicy. It was. It was good. Lots of tea was spilled. A lot of tea. So there's some drama. Really getting to know these people. Um, thoroughly enjoyed myself. Overall, very good episode. Um, I have a lot to discuss, so we have a very full episode for you guys. We have some announcements, Bachelor Nation news, where we're going to talk about Garrett's craziness, Mm -hmm. and um, church announcements, but first, before we get into all of that, initial thoughts, Mm, Justine. On just this episode. Just this episode. So, my initial thoughts are, uh, Ricky, if you're listening, come find me, okay? Email (laughs) to black girls. One rose at gmail.com. Okay. Oh, poor Ricky. That was the saddest moment for me. Um, yeah. Also, people are still making really, really hysterical memes over Joe, which also makes me howl with laughter. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yes. There's so many Joe gifs and memes. This whole week has been hilarious. <laughs> been really good, guys. You guys are really creative. Um, and then also, I don't know who Alex was. He cried hysterically when he left and I'm not sure who he was. He didn't even have no lips. He had like no mouth. (laughs) (laughs) I told you, you gotta be weird people with no damn lips. Alex was the one with the, the perfect, perfect teeth. He's like oh. Mr. Colgate on Instagram oh, yeah. or something. Okay, yeah, yeah, That yeah. was him, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, so you give a very tearful goodbye. But very. Yeah. Also, who are you? Goodbye. What? Leave now. <laughs> like, <laughs> got to go. <laughs> um, and then fourth and last point, I would watch Blake and Becca on a first date all night long. I could have watched the uncut version of that entire dinner. Where is the raw footage? I need the raw footage. That first date was everything. Yep. Just their connection. I mean, we'll go into it, but Mm -hmm. I, I, I echo what you're, you're saying, Justine. Nice. What do you think? What do you think, friend? Okay. My initial thoughts. 
the black guys actually have a chance. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to win, but they at least are genuinely being entertained Mm -hmm. by Becca. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, these aren't just guys here for, you know, token numbers or whatnot. She actually seems to genuinely be into, like, Jean Blanc (laughs) and Will. I don't even understand what's happening because this is not how this show works. (laughs) But I'm very happy that we have a bachelorette who, if she's not black, all right, but at least entertain these guys and she actually is doing that so i'm very excited yeah i know <laughs> when two got the ro- the first roses in a row yeah that might be a record that is a record 100 <laughs> percent. for any of them to even get date roses yeah that is saying something including honestly. rachel season including rachel season yep. right but for yeah two in a row two in one episode mm-hmm. date roses to go to black guys that is unheard of. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just sitting there watching, like, what is happening? I'm <laughs> loving every moment, but also very confused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't ready for this, but very excited to see that um, unfolding. Mm-hmm. Um, also, Becca and Blake, as you said, I'm already a stan. <laughs> I feel like they are very effortlessly genuine mm-hmm. in their connection. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I just really... That was my favorite part of the episode is watching their one-on-one date. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, all right. So we do have some announcements. Very exciting announcement. Yes. Don't speed ahead, guys. This is very exciting <sighs> no, news. This is really exciting. Um, it's like good and bad. So yeah. bad news is I will not be here next week. Hear the cue some crying. Put some crying yeah. like, soundbite there. I won't be here next week. I'm gonna be out the country on vacation. But two black girls, one rose does not end. Mm-mm. Justine will be here, guys. Ooh, with a special and guest. She will have a special guest. Who we got, Justine? We got CN. <laughs> CN for a comeback. <laughs> CN is back, y'all. If you did not listen to our CN interview last season, you should go do that right, mm-hmm. right now. Yep. Um, but Justine and CN will be doing the recap as usual. Mm-hmm. Justine um, and no CN will um, be no replacement of me. No. But I you think can... she's gonna do a really good job, and I'm very excited. Yes, I think so too. Yes. So look out for that next week, guys. Justine, CN, episode three recap. Going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, we also want to remind everybody, as always, rate, review, subscribe. Yep. On whatever platform you're on, just hit that five-star rating. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> and you can always email us and t- uh, tweet at us. And we have a Facebook page now that I've seen a lot of people have gone to like. Um, interact with us throughout the week. Yeah. We're very active on Twitter. Um, you can hit us up at the number two BLK girls, the number one rose. And our email address is the number two black girls, the number one rose at gmail.com. And our Facebook is the same. So our Facebook is the number two black girls, one rose. So if you just do Facebook backslash all of that, you'll find us. Mm-hmm. Yes. So hit us up. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Do you know what time it is, Justine? Oh, I know what time it is, girl. Well, okay. It's not time for Peter and Eric update. You all know they ain't doing nothing. (laughs) You all know. They ain't doing shit. (laughs) But it is time for Bachelor Nation News. Bachelor Nation. 
Um, okay. First thing is this Garrett apology. I know. We got to get this over with, guys. So, I have a lot to say on this topic. Okay. Okay. I'm just putting that out there. So, if you're not interested in talking Garrett right now or you're over his bullshit, I recommend speeding ahead. Yeah. Because I got some stuff I got to say. Yeah. So, as y'all know, Garrett... He's on the season. He had some very offensive likes on Instagram. He's following, like, these bigot-ass accounts and was liking all these bigot-ass pictures. So he got caught. And he issued out an apology this past week. And there's been a lot of praise for his apology. Has there? I mean, I've seen mixed reviews. People are like, fuck this shit. But I've seen a lot of people are like, oh, it's great. You know, he's taking, you know, responsibility. Let's just see what happens next. And, you know, let's watch his growth. Blah, blah, blah. Watch his growth. Oh, okay. I've I've read some things where I'm like, people are being very easy on this dude. Mm -hmm. So I need to talk about this apology right here because I'm not here for it. Mm -hmm. And here is why. First things first, what a lot of people don't know is that when the scandal, this whole thing first hit... Garrett initially claimed that he was hacked. <gasps> yeah. No. So that Instagram account, he deleted it mm-hmm. and set up a new Instagram page. And on that new page, he posted like a throwback Thursday. And in the caption, he wrote, um, oh, yeah, my old you know, Instagram was hacked. So I got this new page, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. So that was his first reaction to the scandal, was to not take responsibility. But nobody's talking about that, but there are a couple articles out there where people did cover that. Okay. So that's the first thing. So that's the context that we all need, first of all. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, clearly someone told him, like, look, this shit is not looking good. You need to issue an apology mm-hmm. and first and foremost need to accept responsibility. So he issues out this very smartly worded apology, mm-hmm. whatever you call it, mm-hmm. where he says, quote, I'm sorry to those who I offended, mm. and I also take full responsibility for my likes on Instagram that were hurtful and offensive. Sounds good, right? I mean, Hopefully no, start. but yeah, sure. <laughs> then, literally three sentences later, <laughs> he says, quote, I never realized the power behind a mindless double tap on Instagram. Okay, which is it, bruh? (laughs) Because I'm already confused. Yeah. Do you take responsibility for the likes? Mm -hmm. Or are you saying that this was just a mindless thing and you have no idea how these likes appeared? (laughs) Like, (laughs) which is it? Is that why the likes are in quotation marks? Right. Right. Oh, he was putting quotes around the likes of that. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if you're calling this a mindless thing, like I was just mindly double tapping, you're pretty much negating any responsibility that you just took. Like right. Three sentences ago. <laughs> yeah, right. So already I'm just like, mm, with this whole apology. Yeah. Then, two sentences after that, he says, my Instagram likes were not a true reflection of me and my morals. Again. Um... Do you take full responsibility of your Instagram likes? On these conservative, bigot-leaning yeah. Instagram accounts that you chose to follow. To follow. You chose this dude. Or were these, again, like some mindless likes that have nothing to do with your morals? Like, which one is it? He's like double... He's like playing both edges. Like, he's, yeah. he's, he's, ex- he's doing what he's told to do, which is accept responsibility and, you know, yada, yada, yada. 
But I feel like the other sentences are like where he really stands. Right. <laughs> yes. Where he feels like this is not a big deal. These were just my likes. Um, they were mindless. I don't even think about it. This doesn't reflect me. Blah, 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 blah. Like, which one is it? And he's also playing this whole, like, you can't judge people on their Instagram likes. Yes, you can. Oh, you absolutely can. You absolutely can. We're not going to do this. Mm -hmm. So, like, for instance, I follow, and not even just me, everyone follows accounts on Instagrams that, on Instagram that reflects your interests, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Case in point, I follow Pete Souza, former Mm. photographer for Obama. Mm -hmm. Because I personally just love looking at Obama pictures. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I personally love Pete Souza. He has the shadiest, like, anti-Trump captions Fantastic sense photos. of humor. <laughs> I love it. So, like, I could follow Pete because I like photography. Or... <laughs> that sounds so follow- ridiculous. That sounds so ridiculous. Just saying that out loud. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I could follow him because I like photography. Mm-hmm. Or, you know I follow him because... I'm a leftist Obama fanatic. Like, (laughs) come on. (laughs) Also, Pete only puts up pretty much photographs. If these were pictures, only pictures, and you didn't read the caption, Mm -hmm. even then I would say, okay, maybe he's just dumb and just doesn't read the captions. That's a thing. No, 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 sir. You were double tapping on pictures with words. With words. With words. So you stopped to read that big ass caption. Yep. And we're like, yep, that yep. reflects my beliefs. Yep. So get out of here with all of that. So you can, he's playing the whole, you, you can't judge me by my Instagram. You can pretty much tell just from me personally, mm-hmm. anything I like or follow pretty much exactly reflects where I stand politically, socially, <laughs> morally. Like you can tell the kind of person I am by the things that I very simply follow on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So, Garrett, he, he, he just lost me with all of that. You ain't gonna tell me that you liking a photo of a U.S. Army soldier swinging a child around. Oof. Presumably, I'm presuming like an Afghan child right. or an Iraqi child swinging a child around. And the caption is, when a kid makes it over the wall and you have to throw him back. <gasps> You can't tell me that it doesn't tell me everything I need to know about where you stand on immigration. <laughs> right. It sounds like a very loaded, ridiculous statement. It but does. if you're liking photos like that, that tells me a lot about where you stand yeah. when it comes to certain um, certain issues. Right. And I don't think it's a stretch. No, because I would report that. If that ever showed up on my feed, I would report it report that right away because it's offensive on just multiple grounds first of all the picture doesn't even reflect an immigrant right (laughs) and it's a u.s army soldier who is overseas somewhere the whole thing just the whole context of the photo is just wrong and ignorant Mm -hmm. and you liking that to me tells me a lot about where you stand morally and politically so Mm -hmm. fuck all that further out in his his, uh apology he says quote I'm open-minded and non-judgmental. Oh. I will always be more informed and aware of what I'm liking and supporting, not just on Instagram, but in life. (laughs) (laughs) That that last part. Oh, God. Like, oh, God. First of all, conservatives are the exact opposite of what anybody would call open-minded and non-judgmental. Hello? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
they got ish- y'all got issues with immigrants. Yep. Y'all got issues with gay people. Yep. Y'all got issues with trans people. Y'all got issues with black people. Mm-hmm. Y'all got issues with women. Brown people. Brown people. Uh, people who want to peacefully protest. <laughs> Y'all gotta turn that into it's against the flag and it's yep. anti-American. Like y'all got issues with everyone. Mm-hmm. There's no way that anyone would not call conservatives open-minded. I'm sorry. No way. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's a no. Secondly, this quote made me think about. I think somebody tagged us on Twitter and wrote, you know, when people show you who they are, believe them the Mm -hmm, first time. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Because Garrett, this whole bullshit of like, I'm taking the steps to grow and I'm trying to become more informed or educated. Like, just stop. You believe what you believe and that's fine. Right. I still think you're a Republican asshole, but (laughs) that doesn't negate the fact that you still can't have your beliefs and you're allowed to believe what you want to believe. Right. Yeah, and you should stand up in that. And exactly, because mm-hmm. I don't believe for one second that this scandal has now have like now has you reevaluating your political beliefs and your morals, and suddenly you're not going to watch Fox News anymore, and you're going to become more informed and like get up, like no, no. Same way, living in a house with seven black guys didn't change your mind. Right, because I'm sure it didn't, because you issued this apology after you got caught. After you got caught, exactly. Mm-hmm. So just, you believe what you believe, stand by your beliefs. I would have, I would have more respect in an apology. These are the, okay, the apology that I wish these big ass racists, whenever they have to issue these goddamn things, which is every other damn day, <laughs> an apology that I can respect and stand by is if Garrett was like, I take full responsibility for my likes. Mm-hmm. I apologize to those I offended. I self-identify as someone who is politically conservative and Mm -hmm. I stand by my beliefs, Mm -hmm. but I do recognize how my social media might have been offensive. That's it. That I'll take. Thank you. (laughs) That I will take. I don't need this whack-ass lies of you are becoming more informed and you're working to become a better person. Mm -hmm. All these damn adjectives of you being (laughs) open-minded and not judgmental and all this bullshit. Just own your shit. Mm Mm-hmm through and through don't just own the little bit of you liking things on instagram own right. your beliefs through and through and through apologize for liking offensive shit mm-hmm. but own where you stand yeah that yeah. i can accept i hate these half-ass whack-ass lying-ass apologies that these people issue out because it's not true yeah so that's that's all i had to say there wow okay <laughs> well uh, i do have more thoughts though not necessarily on Garrett, but on Becca. On Becca? Okay, let Becca's, me get to Garrett uh, first, real quick. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. So, um, real quick shout out to Lauren, a very consistent emailer of ours, who mm-hmm. was the first one to email us this uh, Garrett apology in four separate screenshots. So, thank you, Lauren. <laughs> um, so, what bothered me about Garrett's statement was... He, you could tell that he wasn't being accountable if you just looked at it. Because first of all, it was way too long. <laughs> Second of all, he put he kept putting putting quotations around the likes and demeaning what he was apologizing for, which is what happens when you make someone apologize. They're not actually sorry. 
Mm-hmm. So he kept, while he was taking responsibility for it, he was also demeaning what he was, the amount of responsibility he needed to take because he didn't mm-hmm. think it was that big of a deal. And trying to yeah. convince us in this very gaslighty type of language that it's fine and what are you talking about? He was like downplaying the likes. Yeah. Like it's just likes, it's mindless, like mm-hmm. really kept downplaying it. Right. Which, you know, fuck out of here with that. <laughs> And I said this, I think, like, maybe two weeks ago or one week ago, that a lot of what he said, or a lot of what he liked, was not just political. It was stuff that you should really be minding your business about. If boys are wearing makeup, you should mind your business. That has nothing to Mm -hmm. do with politics. Mm -hmm. So, for you to kind of spin it in this, like, like, oh, it's, it's, um you know, just my opinion, or it's just, that's not it. That's that's not it. That is hatred that you have for other people. Which, mm-hmm. again, you should stand up in. Listen. <laughs> you should stand up in that, okay? <laughs> Listen, you in the majority. <laughs> you you in the majority, you a white man. What's gonna happen to you? Mm-hmm. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what really bothered me about Garrett's statement, was just the lack of accountability and also that kind of gaslighting language. It's just threaded through our media and it really really irks me so garrett that's it that's all you get from me buddy okay so now becca also this past week Mm. issued her statement Mm -hmm. on you know this whole garrett scandal Mm -hmm. let's remind people that becca presumably voted for hillary clinton she was photographed at a trump rally it looked like giving the middle finger Mm -hmm. she um has photographs at the women's march she i saw a video that she did on i want to say like insider like one of those like entertainment tonight one of those things um where they play the game of this and that and she flat out called herself political like she's into this world um, so anyways, she came out this week, she did an interview with Entertainment Tonight mm-hmm. and said that she, you know, she wants people to have an open mind and to watch her love story unfold. Mm-hmm. And then she said, quote, I can't fault on anyone for what they believe and who's to say that anyone is truly what they believe in if they just double tap. I can't speak to that because that's just not me. I am a strong woman and do believe in certain things. But again, that's what's so great about our country. Everyone is entitled to their own opinions. A very, like, PC, political correct Mm kind of statement, which, to be fair, the season just started. She can't really give any clear stance on Garrett. (laughs) True. Because... As much as we want her to bark, like, fuck this shit, <laughs> this nigga ain't shit, she can't because the show is on and, you know, she can't really reveal too much. Mm-hmm. Um, her response obviously wasn't very satisfying mm-hmm. for most of us. Um, reading her response, I mean, hearing her response, it made me almost feel like she, and this is all reaching because I don't know nothing about nothing, <laughs> nothing but... I could see Becca when they approach her for like, what kind of guys are you open to? Like, mm-hmm. who do you want us to cast? I could very well see her saying like, I'm open to all guys, all backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Like, I prefer someone liberal, but I'm open. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> I totally can see that yeah. happening. And personally, and I've, I saw this on, I said this on the podcast before that like, 
for me as a black woman in this here country, I don't have time to educate nobody. Mm-mm. I don't have time to have these back and forth dialogues of our differing beliefs. Mm-hmm. Like, no, you from Jump Street need to be at a level of wokeness mm-hmm. <laughs> and just a level of just sharing all of my left wing all the way to the left <laughs> socialist beliefs because I'm going through enough generational trauma that I don't have time nope. to be educating nobody. Sure, I believe that people are entitled to their own opinions. Republicans mm-hmm. believe whatever the fuck they want to believe. I just don't have time for it. Becca, this year's statement and just my thoughts just made me feel like she has the luxury and privilege mm-hmm. to be like, you know, well, we can agree to disagree. Yes. Yeah. I don't have that luxury. No. I'm sorry. No. I don't. <laughs> nope. So that's, that's, that's all, that's what I was feeling when I was like hearing her response and I'm like, you know what? Okay. <laughs> okay, girl. <laughs> so I have a lot of feelings about Becca's numerous uh, responses. Because mm-hmm. I read that one that you just said, and then I watched another one that she did, mm-hmm. um, where she said, well, with any guy I'm dating, it's a conversation. A conversation. Yeah, I remember reading that. A uh. singular conversation. <laughs> For me, that is a deal breaker. Yes. <laughs> you are gone. Yeah. Oh, that's a good point. This ain't a conversation. That I almost wanted to hear her say that. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what was missing from her. This is a deal breaker yes. for me. <laughs> right. Yeah. And um, another person who emailed us, shout out to Melina, who was big mad about Becca. But in her mm-hmm. opinion, she said something that I completely agree with where she said that Becca kept saying that Garrett has opinions, but what white people don't realize, or white privileged people, I should say, um, don't realize is that it's not an opinion, it's hatred that you have in your heart. Yes. Yes, And that is something that you need to work on. This is not, maybe, even Mm -hmm. immigration, Mm -hmm. but like, all of this stuff is just rooted in hate and um just a lack of self-worth in this country um and Mm -hmm. just a lack of culture in this country and that is what you need to work on not your opinions being open-minded like yeah that's not it that's a really really good point yeah this is not opinion based this is not about you being open-minded this is you have these beliefs because you have some hatred in your heart for some people that are represented in these photos or right. in these bigot.com meme <laughs> foolishness that you'd be liking and like that's that's deep rooted right and who are different from you what if you and becca want to adopt what if you and becca have if he wins and they get married and they have kids let's say what if mm-hmm. you and becca have a lesbian daughter what like what is going mm-hmm. to happen those are all conversations she needs to have she's not exempt because she's white Mm-hmm. These are things that are gonna come up anyway. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very, very true. That's all I got to say. Because I think, yeah, for if you really about this social justice life and really about, you know, progressive mm-hmm. thoughts and left wing <laughs> politics on all stances mm-hmm. of issues, 
you couldn't even fathom the idea of being open to falling in love with somebody that is this close-minded. No. Never. Like, at all. So, I don't know. We'll see how this love story unfolds. <laughs> how it unfolds is really gonna really going to shape my opinions on Becca, actually. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like Becca right now, but yeah. if she don't do what I want her to do, <laughs> we gonna have issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, my theory now on ABC mm-hmm. and why the fuck these Garrett characters keep popping <laughs> up on the show... <laughs> I think it's despicable that ABC just keeps giving platforms to bigots. First with Lee, mm-hmm. now with this loser. Yet, for some reason, they find space in the cast for these guys. Yeah. But they still can't cast an Asian man. <laughs> they still can't <laughs> cast a woman who's more than a size two. <laughs> but yet, for some reason, they still find space to just wedge in one of these fucking bigots. Mm-hmm. Like... That shit just really is getting to me. And they do this shit on purpose Mm -hmm. because look at all the press that the show has been getting. Right. Yeah. It's negative press. It's not the best, Mm -hmm. but it's press nonetheless. Right. Right. So none of this is by accident. How we know this, just in our interviews of talking with people from last season, contestants from last season... The amount of screening and background checks mm-hmm. and all the behind-the-scene interviews and rounds and rounds of interviews and questionnaires and they do psychological evaluations mm-hmm. and if someone is coming onto the show who has like homophobic, racist, misogynistic values, they 100% know. They know, yeah. It's been revealed through the vetting process, point blank period. Mm-hmm. And so one of the exe- one of the ABC execs. Uh, Robert Mills, shout out. He follows oh, us on Twitter. Hey, Robbie. Hey, <laughs> Bobby. <laughs> so, homeboy came forward and said, again, like he said with Lee, or like whoever said with Lee, you know, we didn't know. You know, we scrub social media, but it's hard to track someone's likes. It can't be that hard if some random on the internet figured it out. It can't be. It can't be that hard. No. Y'all know this shit. Even if you couldn't scrub his social media, through the rounds of interviews and mm-hmm. the rounds of questionnaires and the rounds of psych tests, you 100% know where morally these guys stand. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, I don't know. Th- that just really pisses me off. I see there's a lot of press talking, you know, deservedly about Garrett and him being a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. But I want to see an article calling out ABC and like yeah. when are media companies held responsible for the platforms that they provide and for which people that they provide it for? Right, because I mean, I feel like Becca got a lot of press for having short hair. Like, I feel yeah. like getting press is really not that difficult. It's not this hard, <laughs> like, right. to where you have to cast a bigot on the show. Right, like, y'all really have to do <laughs> it's not this the difficult. most like this. I don't. It's an easy, to me, to me, to mm-hmm. me, I don't know, but to me, <laughs> not that hard to swap out the bigot and cast somebody else. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. Like, come on. Ugh, that, that just keeps irking me. Like, I really, I wish I saw more press critiquing ABC on yeah. just this nonsense and why they keep doing this, yeah. but whatever. Okay. 
<laughs> moving along from this. Yeah. Um, we have some other Bachelor Nation news on a lighter note. <laughs> Listen, you guys, we have some scalding hot tea. It is still boiling in the kettle. <laughs> hot off the press. Um, we got a shout out to Molly on Twitter. Yep. Who is currently, like literally right now as we record this podcast, at Jean Blanc's cologne release. Fragrance release. Fragrance release party. Mm-hmm. Yep. She just sent us a picture and some video of Jean Blanc out here, you know, peddling cologne. Working the room. Working the room. In a Gap Kids button up. Oh no, just <laughs> Out here, you know, we gotta support black owned businesses. (laughs) We got to. You knew sooner or later everybody on the show is gonna come with their merch of some sort. Mm -hmm. John Blanc is out here early. He knows it is hard out here for a black guy. Yes, true, true. So he's out here shucking and driving for his uh, cologne fragrance company. I don't Mm -hmm. know. We don't know much about it yet. But yeah, that was some good tea. Just came in. Molly, thank you, Molly. Thank you, Molly. Doing the Lord's work out here. Oh, Lord. All right. Do we have some church announcements? We sure do. Some quick, some emails? Um, so, we have two more emails to go through. We had two really nice emails. One from Eve. Uh, shout out to Eve. She uh, went on and ranted about um, Becca and Garrett and that kind of stuff, but also reminded us that Becca is a publicist, which I mm. forgot about context keep that context oh shit nope so she could spin the whole thing if she wanted to so shout out to Eve (laughs) um which it ain't working on me or Natasha hell no um and then shout out to Laura and George who emailed us tonight right after the episode aired uh from Omaha so good luck to you George my goodness um (laughs) and they just said they listen to us every week and they're really fun so Thank you, Laura and George, for listening. Yay. And those are all the church announcements. All right. Thanks to everybody for emailing. Mm -hmm. Let's jump into this recap now. Yes, let's do it. (laughs) Let's do it. Um, All right. So we open up. Becca is bike riding around (laughs) Venice, California. Uh She's all excited. She's ready for her first date as the bachelorette. Meanwhile, the guys are at the house. They're running around all excited. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of excitement in the air. Uh, Chris Harrison, again, rolls up fresh from the the spa. I don't even know. What, what does he do all day? Tanning salon, I'm sure. Yep. So he rolls up. He reminds them that... He basically reminds them that Becca ain't playing. And she will yeah. send your ass home in a second. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was like literally what he said in a nutshell. Um, and he drops off the first date card. Which is a group date for Clay, Nick, Chris R., David, mm-hmm. Jean Blanc, Jordan, Connor, and Lincoln. Mm-hmm. And the card says, I'm ready for my big day. So the guys uh, head off on the dates. They meet Becca. She reminds them that her very first date with Ari, where she got um, she got some pampering. Mm-hmm. She had that epic date where yeah. she got 
like hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> worth of gear yeah <laughs> and all kinds of good shit i always wonder where it is i wonder if she kept it i wonder if she sold it on ebay all her dresses and shit right yeah i would have sold that junk mm-hmm. immediately <laughs> get that money so so yeah she reminds them that she got pampered so she wants to do the same with them she brings them into this like really nice house i think and there's a bunch of like tuxedos mm-hmm. for each of the guys, champagne. Um, so there's no dressing room, I guess, or nowhere for Becca to go. This so is they odd. Just start, <laughs> the guys just have to start, you know, stripping down and change in front of her. Oh my gosh. Becca was very like feeling awkward. Yeah. I personally would have been eyes wide open. <laughs> I'm scanning every inch of everybody's abs. I'm looking down at the balls real quick. <laughs> like, don't feel awkward, girl. We don't get this, you know, locker room moments too much. We don't. We sure do not. And there's bikini dates within the first two weeks of every Bachelor. Every damn season, mm-hmm. they see the girls in bikinis within 0.5 seconds. <laughs> so relish in this, Becca. Yep. Relish. Um, so Jordan, good old Jordan. Oh my God. <laughs> he's going on and on again about his modeling. He's practicing. Becca asks, wait, are you a model? <laughs> <laughs> a question so innocent, yet everyone in America is wondering it's the same goddamn thing. We're still asking. Still asking. What are you talking about, Jordan? <laughs> Just modeling. So anyways... They all, you know, get up and dressed in their tuxedos, and then they walk out to the field, this field, and Rachel and Brian Uh are standing there. (laughs) (laughs) R&B! Standing on the the field, there's a whole obstacle course behind them, and they're going to do this whole obstacle thing. Somehow this is going to determine whether you're marriage material or not. I don't know. Yeah, all the games had, had like, little themes, like uh, ball Mm -hmm. and chain and cold Mm -hmm. feet. And uh, Becca had on that white dress. Yes, and she's standing at the end. Yeah. So whoever gets to her first, they get to, like, fake propose. (sighs) You know, these dates. These dates are crazy. (laughs) I hate, they, these dates are my nightmare. These one, these types of dates, for sure. But also, oh. uh, shout out to the Bachelor producers getting this from the Real World Road Rules Challenge finale. Remember the challenge finale where they had to get married? Oh my God, there was an episode with like a marriage of some sort. Mm-hmm. It was the finale. Wait, who got married? It was, oh, it was um, the finale. Yeah, it was. Uh, um, oh my God, Chris and Chris. CT? CT, my husband. Yeah. And, um, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, who's the girl? Rest in peace. Oh, DM. DM. Oh, shit. Yeah. I vaguely remember that. Yeah. Yes. So, Bachelor producers are recycling. Yep. Uh-huh. Slash yep. recycling copying. ideas. <laughs> so, they have this whole obstacle course. The first thing, they have to run with this 25-pound ball attached to them, <laughs> like, ball and chain. Um, second obstacle, they have to sink into this, like, like an ice bath, mm-hmm. I guess. And there's a timer. So there's, like, an hourglass that's mm-hmm. running. Clay, he's just straight up chilling. <laughs> he looked like he was just standing up. Just standing up. He's an NFL player, so they, they do ice baths literally every day after yeah. practice. So yeah. he's straight chilling. The other guys are, like, dying. 
first out the tub, Lincoln. Who was also shaking his timer. Shaking his timer and just straight up cheated. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> because Chris R, Chris Randone, whatever his name is, he says that he got into the tub. Lincoln got into the tub after him. Mm-hmm. So there's no way in hell, literally the laws of gravity and time, <laughs> that he could make it out before him. So Lincoln just straight up cheats. Um, heads on out. He's leading the whole way, obviously. Mm-hmm. They get to the last obstacle and they have to like find a ring in the in, in the cake yeah. in the cake and they can't use their hands. Um, best quote came from Rachel, in my opinion. She was like, "No hands, what I mouth do." <laughs> <laughs> I see, Rachel. Wow. <laughs> so Lincoln finds the ring first. Him and David are neck and neck, but he wins. And he gets to, like, fake propose to Becca. They get to kiss. They get this little photo. A picture. A little picture at the end. Yada, yada, yada. Um, okay, so time for the night portion of their date. Mm-hmm. Becca looks ravishing. Oh, my God, she looks so good. So good. You know we love a jumpsuit at Two Black Girls, One We Rose. love <laughs> a jumpsuit. We do not see enough jumpsuits in life. We, when, what, what's her favorite? Tia whipped out oh. that jumpsuit last season. Yeah. Ooh, killed. That was one of the best looks mm-hmm. of the season. Mm-hmm. So anyways, Becca rolls up wearing a red jumpsuit at that. Very low V-neck. Mm-hmm. Had like these bedazzled like jewels going across the V. Yeah, which weren't cheap. The top. Yeah, the top is uh, like lacy Lace. kind of. She had the bright red matte lip to match. Mm-hmm. Like the whole style was bomb. And straight hair, which I like straight and hair, Becca. Very sleek. Yeah, it was like pin straight. Mm-hmm. Yes, very sleek. So Lincoln steals her first. Of course. Of course. Um, and as he's stealing her, he's like making jabs at the guys. Like I'm gonna take my wife. Mm-hmm. Just keeps rubbing it in. He just can't. He just can't, can't not help rub can't it help himself. Can't, can't help himself. The guys are pissed, obviously. <laughs> they can't stand Lincoln. They basically are calling him extra. Mm-hmm. He talks a lot. He's just always doing the most, which I kind of agree at this point. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Lincoln needs to just shut up. He All the boasting in their face. Like, we get it. It's like competitive, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But like, enough. You're just literally being too much. So Becca and Lincoln, you know, they have their one-on-one time. They're kikiing. I missed a lot of what he said because he talked so fast. I know, me too. Okay, it wasn't just me. No. <laughs> Anybody else out there? Hard to understand. Um, it wasn't even really the accent. He just spoke very fast. Mm-hmm. And so I just, like, missed most of what he was saying. Something about her making him a better person or some shit. Yeah, oh. it, like, went very far very quick. And yeah, I was, was like, like, wait, what are you talking about? Went <laughs> yeah. from the date to like, now I'm a better man because of you. Like, I was like, because wait, of this what? picture of us together covered in mud and cake. Right. So I feel like I, I was like, I missed too much in between here yeah. that I don't even know where we at anymore. Um, but yeah, so Becca brings him a photo, printed photo of the two of them at the altar, and he's all, you know, this is great, blah blah blah. It's framed. It's all pretty. Um, they share a kiss, mm-hmm. their first kiss. Now, this kiss. This kiss, to me, it looked like one of those kisses where 
you and the person are just like not on the same timing. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yep. You know what I'm talking about. It was very hard for me to watch. Yes. Yep. Like he, his lips are moving a little bit faster than she wanted her lips to move. And then she starts to move a little bit faster than his lips slowed down. Like this is, this is symbolic. This is symbolic. Lincoln. Oh boy. Lincoln. Um, I'm sure your relationship with probably a lot of people. You're just moving too just fast, my friend. Moving fast. Moving fast. Yeah, that kiss was not not the best. Um, and then Lincoln, just being extra, mm-hmm. <laughs> he says, quote, Kissing Becca is like <sighs> flying on the wings of a pegasus while dancing with unicorns under a pot of gold. That was my horrible British accent. Just what? That's a lot. You are doing the absolute most the absolutes i had to laugh because it was just so outlandish the yeah. wings of a pegasus my dude a pegasus <laughs> pegasus is like the horse with the wings right yes that's why I, I was like it's like that, a step the up of the making? unicorn yes like <laughs> extra this is why they're calling you extra lincoln mm-hmm. jesus christ so anyways, he goes back to the guys, he has his framed photo, he puts it down on the table, and just, you know, the guys are just hating him, hating life, hating yeah. his photo, just hating all of it. Meanwhile, back at the house, um, first one-on-one date card comes, and it's going to Blake. Oh my god, you love know Blake. I was jumping for joy! Oh I love Blake. God, I love him. Blake, he looks like a um he looks like one of the Manning brothers. Like Peyton Manning, Eli oh, Manning, yeah. Blake Manning. He looks Throw like... him in the mix. <laughs> Did he I I got a good look at him. I was like, he looks just like a straight up brother from one of those NFL guys and I had to look it up and I was like, Oh yeah, the Mannings. Yes. But like way better looking because Peyton Manning looks oh. like a piece of toast. Yeah. <laughs> and Eli, woo, not a not a looker. Not at all. <laughs> But he had that same, like, vibe. Mm-hmm. Just, like, throw him in there. Um, so he gets the first one-on-one date card. It says, let's lose control. Whatever that means. So, back on the group date, all the guys are getting their little one-on-one time with her. Clay. Aww. Let's talk about Clay. <laughs> I knew you were going to do that. Because that's how I feel about him. Aww. Clay is so adorable. I He's... just want to... Just want to hug him, yeah, yeah. and cuddle him, mm-hmm. and braid each other's hair. That's like, it. See, exactly, because you go there, you cross the line when you want to braid each other's hair. I know. Blake is one hundred percent the king of the friend zone. Oh, the king! The king. This is why he's single. Yeah, we figured it out. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Adorable, but nobody wants to fuck adorable. Sorry. No. no. <laughs> like, and you know what? He is also like almost clear <laughs> what do you mean he's just so light-skinned <laughs> he's a red bone he is. Woo. He is a i mean some people like that some we people tend do. to go we skew more chocolate yes um but yeah clay he's just an awe mm-hmm. love him hope and wish for the best for him yes for sure because he seems very nice seems very nice and genuine um so they're all getting their one-on-one time connor connor is just pissed about this photo with lincoln um lincoln and becca mm-hmm. it's sitting on the table it's not even facing him i know which is a good point that lincoln made like the photo is facing 
the other way from where you're sitting, Connor. Yeah. But he's just so beside himself about this goddamn photo. He keeps slamming it down. Lincoln keeps picking it back up. <laughs> Connor's going on and on. Like, why do you have to rub it in our faces? Like, just going on and on and on. So Connor first picks up the photo and throws it behind the couch. Mm-hmm. Lincoln picks it back up. Then Connor takes the photo and tosses it through the bushes into the pool. (laughs) Which was a lot. A lot. Just a lot. Are you all in the sandbox? That's what I'm saying. Like, oh my God, grow up. Right. We call Lincoln extra. Connor is hella extra. Yeah. Because all of this, just unnecessary. So they're just having their whatever the fuck is going on between these two guys. Mm -hmm. Like... What do you call it? Like, my dick Banter? is bigger than your dick. Oh, yeah. yeah like, slamming it's a like, dick on the table. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's this, uh, like, manly, macho, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Masculine bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Becca and Jean Blanc mm-hmm. are getting cozy. Mm-hmm. Um, Jean Blanc, he feels um, like he's ready for, you know, this missing piece of the puzzle in mm-hmm. his life. He's very, he's going on, but he's very invested in this journey, and he, to me, he came off as genuine, like he was there for the right reasons. Uh, in this moment, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he didn't have me convinced. Did not have me convinced. No? Nope. Oh, mm-hmm. why? You know, uh, um, I, I guess I'll just say it, there's something I don't trust about a poet. Something I don't, I don't trust about <laughs> men who write your poetry. Makes me nervous. <laughs> Makes you nervous. Makes me, makes me a little on edge. Oh my god! I love little, a writer. I, a writer is fine, but a uh, but even a poet. I take a poet. Oh, uh, yeah. They make me. I don't know. They make me just a little. Make me back up a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> well, we don't trust a lot of people on this podcast. We don't. We gonna be single forever. We don't. Poets, light-eyed niggas. Oh, <laughs> uh, what did you say last week? White boys who dance too well. <laughs> for us <laughs> I just that's just proof that I want somebody regular yeah regular all these extracurricular talents are not needed but yeah Jean Blanc <laughs> he didn't have me in that moment but he had Becca which is nice he had Becca yeah, yeah I, I felt it I felt the genuinity I f- or whatever the word is I felt as if um because he's kind of he's a little bit older right yeah he's 31 32 he's 31 31 which I mean for guys that don't say shit <laughs> yeah but I like to think he's a little bit more, he's a little older and is ready to settle down, Mm -hmm. I'm guessing. Um, And I don't know, the energy for me just felt a little bit more sincere. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll we'll see how it plays out. Mm -hmm. Um, But Becca, she's definitely noticing him. She told him, like, you're really good at the eye contact. She noticed, he, like, gave her a wink at some point in the day. Love it. (laughs) Love Love that. She caught the wink. She noticed it. He was like, oh, great. You know, she's picking up what he's putting down. It's mm-hmm. all, all hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. Um, they share a kiss. I thought it was a good kiss. It was. It looked good. It was a good. It looked good. Yep. Um, so after their moment, Lincoln. Oh, my God. Jesus. He approaches Becca about the drama that's unfolding with Connor. Mm-hmm. He casually. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Justine, there's something I gotta get off my chest, girl. Tell me. I've been low-key struggling with my relationship with my phone and social media just the over accessibility these devices create, this addiction to Instagram, mm-hmm. the distraction from everyday life and the people closest to me, it's been really stressing me out. I'm not even going to lie. Mm. I mean, that makes sense. Content overload is very real and staring at everybody's highlight reels can be overwhelming mm. and can absolutely steal your joy and peace. Yeah. We carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively Therapy is a safe space to get those things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. You all know we're huge advocates of therapy. We talk about it all the time on this podcast. It's been tremendously beneficial throughout different stages of my life and areas where I've needed help from eating disorders to new relationships to my ever-changing relationship with my family. Therapy has really helped me to set boundaries and prioritize my self-care. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 2BG1R today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H E lp.com slash 2bg1r actually leaves out that he kept egging these guys on with this photo <laughs> and that is why this is my escape to wakanda moment what yes <laughs> this moment why this are you going moment? to wakanda because i feel like there's no bitch-ass niggas in wakanda oh and this was a bitch-ass nigga moment Oh, shit. You are sitting on the stairs, literally crying like she is the teacher, and you got your Yu-Gi-Oh card stolen. (laughs) Like, are you serious? It's a photo. It is in 1996. You don't gotta go to CVS and go drop it off and pick it back up. You don't, like, it's fine. Just get a new photo. What is wrong with you? Yeah. He really... Oh, my God. I mean, the two of them together are just hella extra and yeah. just made this very simple moment so big for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. damn, going to Wakanda. I gotta I go. Be- <laughs> and what's his face? Lincoln is from the motherland, <laughs> like, born and bred. And he's like, fuck this shit. I'm escaping to Wakanda. Nope, like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta cross the country lines. I can't do it. <laughs> That is funny. So, so yeah, just hell extra. So Becca pulls Connor aside because she's obviously she needs to get his side of things. He's trying to defend himself, um, give his BS explanation for why he just reacted that way. Becca is very clearly weirded out by his over the top <laughs> reaction, and she's like, "Do you always react that strongly?" Which 
we all know is female code for are you a violent person? <laughs> yep. That was what that was. Because for you to have this reaction to something so stupid like this, how do you hanger, How do you handle your anger? Right. Is really what she's trying to get at. Because this ain't a good look. So Connor, you know, he's pissed that they're spending their one-on-one time talking about drama that he caused. Hello. <laughs> And even Becca was like, she said, quote, yeah, it's early on for this. Not going to lie. No, it is. It is. This is the first group date, my nigga. Like, Mm -hmm. why are you causing drama? Why are you having your one-on-one time being turned into drama? You have no one else to blame but yourself. Yeah. So anyways, Date Rose comes out and it goes to Jean Blanc. Look at us out here getting date roses and shit. This is is just a beautiful moment. The first group date week, right? First, like, date week. First date week. Mm -hmm. The first rose goes to a very chocolatey man. Mm -hmm. So that was exciting. Um, All right. The next day, well, presumably the next day, (laughs) the guys who didn't go on the group date, a few of them are sitting around. They're chatting with Lincoln about this drama Mm -hmm. Lincoln starts crying crying not tearing up crying Crying. so and Lincoln in this moment got my nigga UA shit award for the week (laughs) not it's not even the crying it's the he just went on and on just waxed poetic about how much this poem not the poem this photo meant to him and how he wanted to is this where he talked about he wanted to show it to his mom and just on and on and was really crying some real ass tears over some bullshit ass picture that can get reprinted and reframed and you don't know this woman you don't know her oh my god like this whole moment just now I see why they call him extra yeah (laughs) like I was cracking up when I saw the tears roll. Like, he was actually crying oh real God. tears out of his tear ducts. That was hysterical. I was hollering. Ridiculous. Ain't shit. So, immediately after that scene, and this editing was hilarious to me, <laughs> the um, Wolf of Wall Street looking guy. Yeah, Jason? Is that Jason? Jason, yes. So, he was sitting there with Lincoln, like, literally letting him cry on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Literally the next scene, Wolf of Wall Street is sitting with Jordan and Wills and talking shit on <laughs> The way they like slapped those two scenes together was just so funny to yeah. me. So funny. Jason ain't shit either, nope. clearly. But Lincoln is just being so ridiculous that you can't not laugh and go off and talk shit about him mm-hmm. to somebody. Mm-hmm. So now it's time for Blake and Becca's date. <laughs> What did I say about Blake? He is tall as shit. Yeah, yeah. I really want to know his height. I saw it from last episode a few times when he was standing next to, not even just Becca, because she has heels on, so it's kind of deceiving, mm-hmm. but standing next to some of the guys, I was like, he, I think, is a secretly tall-ass dude, and I love it. <laughs> I feel like he's like a good 6'4", like, secretly, mm-hmm. like, we don't know. <clears throat> so he's dumb tall. <laughs> they hop in a limo, and they ride off to this like random warehouse Mm -hmm. chris harrison is there again and he has them put on um 
like these work uniforms and goggles and they get sledgehammers and it's like what the fuck are they about to do yeah so they walk into the warehouse and it's full of all this random shit and then becca looks a little closer and she sees that this is all stuff related to ari Ari. and last season Mm -hmm. So we see Ari's like old race car, mm-hmm. which I'm thi- was it like the the car from the demolition derby day or something? Oh, I'm sure that was a fake car that they had. Oh, it was yeah. a car that had a license plate that said Ari on yeah. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they had the couch. I can't believe that. <laughs> that he broke up with her on. Like who went back to that Airbnb oh. in <laughs> Hollywood? To go get buy that couch from that person. Buy that couch. That I was impressed by that. That mm-hmm. was hilarious. Then they had just a bunch of TV screens all playing the proposal. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then suddenly, because it just can't get any more random, in the distance <laughs> <laughs> we hear yeah, and it's Lil John. <laughs> Before we get there, before what? we get there, what? But when they were in the limo, uh, Becca was talking and she said, "Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do today. It's in Chris Harrison's hands, right?" Oh God. And for this concept of this date, Chris Harrison gets my nigga, you ain't shit award. <laughs> what? Because. You all know I gotta reach for these awards, you know? You really I can't, have a reach. I can't, I can't frame just, by frame? Frame by frame. You know, I can't just God. pick just all anybody. Okay. So I think the concept of it for an individual, just for Becca, was nice. I think they should have done it as her intro for the first episode. But for them to do that to Blake, I thought was like not <laughs> cool. And then for them to do that to the PAs who have to clean all that up. And then whoever oh had to go get that couch in a suburban. <laughs> seemed like a lot of work on everybody else's part and I'm sure that was Chris Harrison's idea so Chris you ain't shit this week <laughs> shit yeah yeah I did feel I felt bad for Blake a little bit yeah like what yeah to kind of sit through like a again another Ari again. reminder I was hoping though that this this date was like putting the Ari shit to rest mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking it was symbolically supposed to be mm-hmm. But, yeah, it did kind of suck for Blake to have to sit through more Ari reminders. I'd have to, like, participate and, and participate. laugh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, Lil John, back to Lil John. <laughs> Ooh, we have not seen in a smooth decade. Forever. Forever. I don't know where they dragged him up from, how ABC got him, why... Well, he does just... parties in Vegas. That's, like, his job, is that he hosts parties. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Which is a decent He's living. still out here? That is definitely a good-ass living. Mm-hmm. But he was the last person I was expecting to see on an episode of The he Bachelorette. So he's there, basically tells them they get to demolish all this shit while he's playing fucking shots 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 in the background of whatever songs he had this to me was like hands down one of the best dates ever i know personally we would like it to not be related to ari and yeah what, you know any fashion but the fact that you get to just break a bunch of shit yeah that's fun not even just break just like demolish mm-hmm. shit 
in this warehouse that to me is so just watching them do it was so fulfilling mm-hmm. <laughs> and cathartic and yes. I can only imagine for Becca how all of that felt because I was getting my life watching her do it exactly another reason why I think this was also a really good date for Becca again of course we don't want to see her getting reminded of Ari all the damn time mm-hmm. but when Ari broke up with her, we have to remember, she had cameras in her face. Mm-hmm. So she couldn't really react in the way mm-hmm. that I'm sure she wanted to react. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She couldn't really act out. Even if she wanted to choke him, which we all wanted to do at that moment, she had to keep it together. Yeah. And Ari essentially robbed her of the opportunity for her to fucking whoop his ass. Yeah, really go off. Yeah. Really go off because she had a camera in her face. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad she got to redeem herself and get all her anger and whatever she needs to get out her system out mm-hmm. onto you know these symbolic artifacts <laughs> I guess. um so yeah so we don't really see much of blake and becca talking or anything um during the daytime but they do go for dinner and this is where the date was just like everything <sighs> perfect for Perfection. me just i loved it so Becca reminds us that, or reminds us, reminds Blake that she had the first one-on-one date oh, with yeah. Ari. Yeah. And she was very surprised by her feelings for Ari and how fast mm. they like developed. Blake, because he can always relate to something Becca says, mm-hmm. I just love it. Blake can relate. <laughs> So he tells the story about his last relationship, how he fell really hard, um, and they fell fast. They told each other that they loved each other after two months. That is so that fast. Is really damn fast. Oof. And um, he said that they didn't, he didn't really say how long they stayed together, but basically he walked us through their breakup. Mm-hmm. Which is, it was really devastating. Basically, one day he was over at homegirl's place. She was in the bathroom. And her phone was going off. And he looked at the text messages coming through. And it was from her friends asking if she had broken up with him yet. Now listen. Now listen Ooh. here. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine rolling over in the person's bed while they're in the bathroom and looking at the group text knowing oh. that you're being clowned? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Awful. That is heartbreaking. Right after you said I love you? Oh. Right. Right after. Because that couldn't have been long after. It couldn't have been. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go. I wish they went into how long they were together. I wanted to know the timeline of this relationship. I needed everything. (laughs) I needed every morsel of details on Blake's love life. Um, So, yeah. We don't really know the timeline on it. Either way, he said he was blindsided. So... Mm -hmm. Clearly things were going well, presumably, and homegirls kikiing to her friends, planning this, <laughs> plotting this breakup with poor Blake. So he said from that experience, he really learned that he is capable of loving mm-hmm. that much, and he's not afraid to be vulnerable, and he now he knows even more now exactly what he's looking for mm-hmm. in this right. next relationship. Becca pretty much went through the exact same thing with Ari. Yeah. Where she fell really hard and fast for someone and then he blindsided her with yeah. a breakup. Right. Yeah. And now she like Blake, they're she's restarting. She knows from experience with Ari that she's capable of loving someone a lot. 
She's obviously not afraid to be vulnerable because she's literally here three days later filming this fucking show. <laughs> and hopefully, we can only hope because we don't know what she's choosing the end. We hopefully know that she knows better what she wants right. and what's a good match for her. Yeah. I think Blake and Becca are very well suited. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Because they're both mm-hmm. so willing to jump in together, holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> right off the cliff. <laughs> Which is really rare. Yeah. I don't know. You don't meet a whole lot of guys like that. No, no. And, like, because of both of their last relationships, um, they both clearly don't have time to waste. Right. <laughs> and so I feel like they, they obviously relate because of their past relationships really easily and so that it's what's helping them form a very natural genuine bond mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think at least that's what it's appearing to be yeah yeah definitely it just feels very like natural yeah um and appears very genuine on both of their parts and hopefully that whatever that is can be rooted in what they actually want versus having in common what they don't want <laughs> in another yeah. person yeah, yeah. So, date rose comes. Blake obviously gets the rose. Mm-hmm. Becca is obviously very smitten by him. I think she also they're they're having like those like kindred spirit moments. moments. Like he says something, she's like, "Oh my god, me too." And she says something, he's like, "Oh my god, I know how you feel." Like, and not even in a fake way. They both very genuinely went through very similar experiences. Very, yeah. And are now this is their next relationship. Like immediately after mm-hmm. they're restarting together so I think it's very sweet um, so they leave hand in hand and then she pulls him in for a kiss she did this she, whole episode yeah she was doing a lot of kissing mm-hmm. but she she grabbed Blake she leaned herself up on that wall <laughs> and got to kiss him <laughs> oh, it was cute um, so next group date is up. We have Garrett. Yeah. Ricky. Yay. John. Ryan. Alex. Chris. Chris. Gorgeous Chris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Trent, Leo, Wills, and Colton. Mm -hmm. And the date card says, love comes at you hard and fast. Two people not on the date card or have not received a date is Mike uh, the other dude with long hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, there's Leo, the one that we all know and love, and then there's and like then there's the other the one. The other one. <laughs> the other one. Him and uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Jason. Ew. Not on the date card. Yeah. So the, all the guys go on the group date, they board a school bus, and they arrive at a school, mm-hmm. and they arrive in a school gym, <laughs> and there are three kids just ready to play dodgeball mm-hmm. and these three little precocious i love these little kids <laughs> so precocious funny. ass kids are basically like their dodgeball coaches mm-hmm. and are gonna like whip them into shape all that jazz okay can we talk about some of the guys real quick because the guys on this group date were the lookers they this was really the stunner yes. date yes <laughs> it was like the other one was the personality date and then this yeah. one was like mm. Let's bring out the good stuff. Mm-hmm. So, my boo, Colton. Oh, looking yeah. gorgeous. His smile. Ooh, I love his smile. And he's a very nice tan. 
You notice that? I don't even look at him because I think he's your husband. So I look at him and I'm oh, like, okay. this is look Natasha's husband. Girl code. So, don't be looking at like, my man. Yeah. I'm like, ew. No, I would never. <laughs> so I have to relay how he looks every season, every episode. <laughs> he was looking gorgeous. That's mm-hmm. all I can say. Great smile. Nice, even tan. Which we're not used to seeing. Ari, we had a whole season of Ari. Oh my with God. His... And his jaundice jaundice all kind of crazy foundation pigmentation issues so it is very refreshing to see a white man with a nice even tan mm-hmm. thank you colton um chris lie down nigga chris oh, he is beautiful. he is oh. so beautiful oh, it makes no sense God. <laughs> Woo! Yeah. he's just so good looking he just has mm-hmm. a very beautiful face mm-hmm. he's got a good voice too he's nice like... voice he's tall yep. got nice skin like everything mm-hmm. Ooh, lord nice beard too nice. he has a beard it's, it's he has a like little a, bit of a, shadow a little situation. shadow going on yeah. yeah oh god pretty very pretty and then another highlight for me was leo yes with the hair which Depending on the scene, I kind of go back and forth on how I feel. <laughs> I go back and forth on how I feel about his looks or if I'm into it or not. Mm-hmm. Because I think the general concept I love. You mm-hmm. know I love guys with beards and hair and really scruffy and manly and dirty looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but with him, I can't tell is it the concept or do I like his face. For this episode... I mostly was into the face. Okay. I liked the man bun. I just like his largeness. Yes, me too. <laughs> that too, right? Mm-hmm. Just the big. You just want the legs like, were like pick you up. Solid, right? They're like chicken legs. They're huge. Oh really? Oh shit! I didn't even notice that. His legs were chicken legs. No, not chicken legs. Like skinny. I'm thinking like a drumstick. I'm thinking oh. like a turkey leg that you eat <laughs> at like leg. medieval times. <laughs> Chicken legs. That's not a good thing. No, huge. Yeah, he got the medieval thigh, mid- medieval times th- thighs, uh, turkey thigh legs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm in. I'm into Leo. So, anyways, they practice, they run their drills, and then we learn that they're going to play the ultimate bachelor dodgeball championship. <laughs> and it's <laughs> a little mouthful. They head off to like one of those like big trampoline courts, mm-hmm. which I would I'm dying to go to one of these things. Can we Me please go too. to see? Let's go. This like trampoline city. I don't even know what it's like. The walls are trampoline. The floor yes. is trampoline. The ceiling. It looks so fun. And they have those pits where you jump in. And it's like pits. Yeah. So, yeah. You jump off the trampoline. This looks like so fun. So anyway, so they're on this big trampoline court. There's a bunch of screaming fans. Um, Chris Harrison is there with Fred Willard. Yo, I didn't know his name, but it's that they, old dude that was in a lot of movies. wind him up. I'm convinced he's in a closet, and he's like <laughs> battery-operated. Who? Chris Harrison? No, Fred. What's his name? Oh. Uh, he is so old. Yeah, he's real old. Oh, he's been around for a minute. He's been old through all them 90s movies that we watched, that nigga was old. <laughs> like, he's that guy, like, you don't know his name, but you don't, you can't name a single movie he was in. Nope. But you know him. <laughs> you know him. From yeah. all your childhood movies, he was there. Oh old as shit. God. Now he's really old. Mm-hmm. 
So they're there as the commentators. We got Team Hot Pink versus Team Neon Green. <laughs> team Hot Pink just sucks. Yeah, they do. They all get out within seconds and leave Leo <laughs> standing there, last man standing, like fucking looking like Thor, just <laughs> yes. killing people. Legit. I think he won. I think he, did he win one of the he rounds? He won one, yeah. That's nuts. He mm-hmm. literally carried the team by himself. LeBron. He's the LeBron. The LeBron <laughs> the of the pink team. Jesus. Um, but anyways, they paid like three different matches and the green team wins. Mm-hmm. They get a big Which trophy. We noticed that the team with the black guys on it. Just. Okay. Mm-hmm. Out here showing our skills. <laughs> holding it down for us. So time for the night, you know, portion of their date. Becca walks up. She's rocking. She's rocking a New Year's dress, uh, basically. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. I loved the whole concept of look. As soon as she walked out, I thought it was grunge chic. Grunge chic. Okay. Yeah, she had on all those uh, the chokers mm-hmm. and lots of accessories. Her hair, we need to switch the part up, maybe, ABC. Maybe we need to, <laughs> like, something. Get me something. But, um, and just, like, the long black coat. I don't know. I kind of yeah. like it. She had on, like, like, a little that. mini cocktail dress with the mm-hmm. long coat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was cute. So, she first steals... Mm, I'm going to call him Garrett Kushner from now on. Wow. <laughs> gonna rock with that i like it so she steals gary kushner first he's you know happy to get any time with her and he just seemed like a bumbling fool in this moment why did he seem like he had rehearsed that from night one yes and just blurted it out yes because she said something that had nothing to do with what he said back to her nope and he had his lines ready to go ready so this here moment was my get me to Wakanda <sighs> moment. <laughs> I didn't want it to be every week that we do Garrett, but we do every week we do Garrett. It might be because I can't stand this guy. So any on-screen moment with Garrett now, I just feel uncomfortable. Yeah, me too. I just, I just feel uncomfortable. He, and then also her like, because I think she said it again that he reminds her of home. Yep. Like every time she, I just feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I personally would be terrified to step into Garrett's home, wherever <gasps> that is. Oh God, no! <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm good on Garrett. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good on Garrett. I'm good on this. I'm trying to stay open to this Becca Garrett love, like trying to watch it unfold and give mm-hmm. their journey a chance and whatever the fuck. But I'm actually good on this like Midwestern white American oh yeah like, no. love story that's about to unfold. Mm-hmm. Get me to Wakanda, please. So, anyways, back right after Garrett actually, because if you ask, you shall receive. Wills. <laughs> My dude Wills got me feeling right back at home again. So Wills and Becca have their one-on-one moment. And she was very cozy. She was like leaned into him Mm -hmm. on the couch. She was commenting on his style. He had on this cool cool outfit. Cool little, it was like a black bomber jacket, but had like a floral Mm -hmm. like embroidery on it. It was kind of interesting. Um, So Wills, you know, hitting her with the questions. 
what are you looking for in a husband, father? Like, what are you looking for? Love. And Becca, she, you know, tells us that she watched her parents, you know, really have a really strong relationship. They're, you know, they had a good partnership, teamwork, that mm-hmm. whole jazz. She turns it back on Wills, and he says, kindness, loyalty, commitment. And then drops the bomb that his parents were married for 50 motherfucking years. That's right. That's right, Wills. That's right. Black love. Oh, That's my right. God. This is the man that we've, I've been looking for personally, but this is the man that we are looking for. Mm-hmm. Comes from a solid foundation and is coming in with, even the way he answered her, kindness, loyalty, commitment. Like, very sure in what he wants, mm-hmm. very simple in what he's looking for, and just has that strength in awareness. Yeah, yep. And I really appreciated that. And just the bonus hearing that he comes from this beautiful family Amazing. as well. Love it. He does have a terrible mustache, though. I'm sorry. I have to you say You know, it. his hair <laughs> is a problem. The hair and the mustache. Yeah. The hair is not terrible to me. It's not. But uh, I think he has the same kind of hair look as Lincoln, where they have like a lot of like yes. the fade at the side and just a lot up top. A lot at the top. Lincoln does it better, though, I think. Yeah, I think Lincoln might do a twist out. A tw- he might. <laughs> he might. Lincoln is not sitting there twisting his hair every Listen, night, Justine. He might. He's extra. He's extra. Oh he that might actually, actually, now that you put it that way. As soon as I saw Wills, I said, he needs some Cantu. Some Cantu moisturizer. He, mm-hmm, he needs some leave <laughs> Yeah, the hair, the mustache is not my favorite. Yeah. More than anything happening there it's like a weird shape on top of his lip anyways i <laughs> <laughs> love how we like praised wills and then we just followed it up no with we love all wills. This wills, we love you we love wills him and becca had a very cute kiss she mm-hmm. seems very into him yeah like very genuinely into him and i like these two together i like it yeah, yeah. so far i'm digging it um meanwhile my baby daddy Colton. Oh, yes. Going through it. Mm-hmm. He has a secret to reveal to Becca. Mm-hmm. So he pulls Becca aside. They have a little one-on-one moment. And he reveals that in January, he had a relationship with Tia. Dun, dun, dun. So he says, quote, we had a weekend together. And we had a good time. But for me, the timing wasn't right to grow a spark into a flame. And then he goes on and says, with you, we will have the time to grow this into something. I didn't have that time with Tia. Okay, so you guys know I love the shit out of Colton. Mm -hmm. But I'm sorry, Colton. You and Becca do not have that much time. Yeah, no, you don't. (laughs) You don't have that much more time than you probably would have had with Tia. So... (laughs) what <laughs> so okay so i had to go online real quick and i had to look up some tea and like what is this story oh you looked it up okay yeah which i kind of you know i try not to read too much because mm-hmm. spoilers are fucking everywhere but i did a couple weeks ago read something very brief about tea and colton potentially mm-hmm. but i didn't know when or where this was coming up or if it was going to come up so anyways, the tea is that during Ari's season, Colton would live tweet. 
mm-hmm. um, the show, and he showed a lot of love, a lot of Twitter love for oh. Tia, like over the course of the season, just mm-hmm. little emojis and little hearts and love Tia, I'm a big fan of Tia, blah, blah, blah. Somebody, we don't know who, one of them slid into the other person's DMs. Oh. And then, remember, Tia is best friends with Raven. Yes, and Raven was... Raven and Adam are in a relationship, and they were on a podcast, a Bachelor podcast, Mm -hmm. back in April, where she revealed that Tia was talking to one of Becca's future cast members. Mm. Okay. She didn't say who, but the interwebs got to work. Yeah. Reality Steve is out here. And it was quickly revealed that it was Colton. Now, Reality Steve is saying that he allegedly ghosted her. <gasps> we will see. Actually, you know, know what? That sounds about right. If he, they had a weekend together and he said I couldn't turn a spark into a flame, that sounds like he ghosted her. Oh, God. Uh, no. That sounds right. Don't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I hate ghosters and I need <laughs> Colton's children. <laughs> I can't be impregnated by a ghoster. I fucking hate those people. So, so yeah, that is the word on the street. I stopped reading because I was afraid that spoilers were just mm-hmm. going to pop up everywhere. Um, so, anyways, Becca, obviously, after hearing Colton, was not. A fan of this mm-hmm. she was just kind of like caught off guard she's like i don't know how to feel it honestly makes me feel a little sick yeah and she said it's a lot to take in which yeah that's a big deal Agreed. actually colton the fuck yeah. like what <laughs> so we'll go into that further on um date rose comes out and becca gives it to wills to black Two black guys. Two roses. Two black guys. Two roses. Have a chance. (laughs) This right here was my Becca UI moment. I'm very happy to see that she's actually giving these men a fair shot. Which is not even that she's giving a fair shot. She clearly, just unlike the other bachelorettes, are open to dating interracially. Actually open, right? Actually open to it. (laughs) Um. But we do have to remember, Becca did say that her, her celebrity crush was Michael Strahan. Yep. So we already went in watching very closely to see <laughs> if that was a true celebrity crush or some nonsense. But it appears that she might be into this world. Mm-hmm. Love it. Loving it. Okay, so now it's time for the cocktail party. Becca is, she's going in a little doubtful because she's had some drama this mm-hmm. week. She Lots had Lincoln. Yeah. Colton brings up this mess. So she don't even know how she's feeling. She's feeling some type of way going into this cocktail party. So she shows up into the house with this, like, blue... I'm saying it's like a blue Jessica Rabbit dress. Yeah. But... I wasn't a fan. <laughs> I wasn't a fan either, Becca. I'm so sorry. You it know... She yeah. does all that aerial yoga, and so her body is very long, mm-hmm. and so a halter makes her look even longer and disproportionate. Oh, jeez. Like, I feel like she needs something to, like, lift the boobs. Mm. I feel like her boobs look very low. 
Looking low, yeah. And she's too thin for them to be looking low. Like, <laughs> yeah, that didn't sound right. I just wasn't a fan of the dress itself. It just felt very loud and unnecessary. Like, this was a cocktail party. This wasn't, like, the final dress right. or... I don't even know when else you would wear this dress. It just felt like so much for just the cocktail party. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't a personal fan, but I mean, she looked great to me. I didn't see the whole elongated body thing. Whatever. It's just her chest. To me, her chest. Oh, like, the chest the difference area. between her neck and her boob is like very long. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> just like, oh my God, someone get her some tape and like shove her boobs up. Uh, missing that double stick tape. Yeah. So, yeah, so she shows up for the cocktail party. Um, first one-on-one time goes to Clay. Oh, Clay. Precious Clay. He takes her out to the front, and he teaches her, like, a touchdown dance. Yeah. That's cute, I guess. I guess. It was a cute idea. Clay, ha- Clay has Very some good cute ideas. Idea. Yes. He does have some good ideas with the one-on-one time it's that he gets. Just the execution? Yeah. Is a little, little murky there. Yeah. Um, they did share a kiss, though, so that was mm-hmm. nice. Um, Connor gets his one-on-one time. And so Connor previously was on my last nerves. This, to me, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. Me too. I thought it was me a very too. good idea. Yeah. So he gave her a framed photograph of him <laughs> from the date and was saying how, like, that was the old him yeah. that, you know, was you know acting out and whatnot. And then he gives her the photo and tells her to, you know, throw it in the pool. He's a changed man. And it was cute. It was a really was. cute idea, actually. Yeah. I liked it. He redeemed himself in my eyes. Meanwhile, Jordan, the model. Oh, my God. Allegedly, supposedly. He decides that he needs a way to stand out, mm-hmm. I guess. And decides to strip down to his underwear. Kept his shoes on. <laughs> Which very bizarre choice there. Kept on the shoes, and he decides to go interrupt Becca while she's chatting with David. Wait. Um, but yes. in while he's derobing, he mm-hmm. said, "I just want to attract her with my personality." Oh jeez. So you strip <laughs> naked, my guy. Uh, That's what you do to attract somebody to your personality. That tells me you have no personality. Right. You tell me you have to do things over the top to get somebody right. to notice you because you can't have a good conversation. Oof. Lord have mercy. So Jordan just strolls up in his undies and dress shoes <laughs> to David and Becca and steals Becca away. Um, they go have a sit down and he's like, I just want to show my fun side. And he starts talking about how he wants kids and... It's all kind of nonsense. Like, you just can't take any of it seriously. No. (laughs) Not at all. Also, I don't need to body shame anybody, but he needs to hit the gym. No. I'm sorry. You cannot be out here. Literally every other word is talking about how you're a model, model, model. I'm a supermodel, model, model, model. And your body look like that. Mm -hmm. It look a little soft. You know what? He has a lot of chest hair as well. Did he? He had a lot. He had like a rug. He was like a carpet. Oh God, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a lot. It's not as much as like Neve from Catfish, but it was mm. like a lot. Yeah. If you're gonna be out here shucking against, you know, if you're gonna be out here against Lincoln, right? Like you saw, his Lincoln. body was tore up. 
and all these other guys in the house with amazing bodies and you mm-hmm. are the quote unquote model I'm gonna need you to hit the machines <laughs> at the gym please so David naturally is questioning if Jordan is here for the right reasons <laughs> No shit, Sherlock. This dude is like a walking gimmick. Yeah. He obviously is here for who the fuck knows. <laughs> so David decides to call out Jordan and his whole conversation was whack. The way he went about it. I was like, yeah. David, you ain't, you just whack. He's calling him out saying that like showing up to the cocktail party in his briefs is disrespectful and then goes on and on and on. Nobody gives a shit. The guys that are sitting there in the room look bored as they were as this confrontation was unfolding. I wish there was a video component to this so that we could put in Will's reactions. Did you see Will's during this? He looks so uninterested. Oh my god. And also the Wolf of Wall Street guy, he was just sitting there like yes. sipping on his bourbon like this whole thing is whack. Like they <laughs> like... were both dying for their cell phones just like mm-hmm. scroll through Instagram because they were Please. just done right because even this confrontation was not entertaining right (laughs) oh my god um jordan i i'll admit i do laugh sometimes when jordan Mm -hmm. speaks he Mm -hmm. does crack some uh funny little jokes here and there like little quips yeah little quips yeah um i rather honestly i rather him stay around than david to be honest at least jordan like yeah gives some entertainment value david i can't even i could not pick him out of a crowd yeah i can't like read him either can't read him i don't there's nothing distinct about him Mm -mm. Mm -mm. generic white man number three but that's why he dressed up as a chicken exactly Mm -hmm. because he knew he knew so anyways their little fight was boring (laughs) so colton and becca need to have another chat no jeez because their last chat ended pretty terribly mm-hmm. my dude colton wearing a red and black like checkered suit i loved it i loved it yeah i loved it it was very to me i wrote down nfl chic Oh yeah. Like you know how the players when they're off the field, how they get all dressed up uh-huh. and they come out with like the baddest looking suits <laughs> and cool little outfits, a little yeah. stylish. Sometimes it like toes the line of like what the fuck you got on. <laughs> yes. But he whipped out his suit. Mm-hmm. This plaid suit that only a big ass dude like him can carry off. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. I loved it. So anyways, Colton and Becca sit down for a chat. He says that he was really struggling to, you know, best articulate himself the night before he didn't want to downplay what he had with tia um so he had to tell but he did have to tell her the truth Mm -hmm. um and he says you know i'm here because i want to get to know you relationships are built on honesty and trust and you'll never have to doubt with me so (laughs) don't play my husband don't play my husband sorry (laughs) so becca she gets a little emotional and she says she's just really heartbroken i think yeah yeah. she she really saw a lot of potential in him she said i saw something in you but until i have more clarity i don't even want to invest in this relationship she's on the fence about the whole thing Mm -hmm. and i i can't blame her yeah i get it too can't blame her because 
I mean, she had the homeboy from last episode, the guy from her hometown who showed up randomly. Like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> the Christmas party guy. The Christmas party guy. You have Jordan walking around in Speedos. Clearly isn't here for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. She's being made to keep him around for yeah. entertainment value. Yeah. So it's like all these... And just knowing this world that people go on the show for things, mm-hmm. hearing this from Colton, from someone who not only is he banging, <laughs> but he really did seem like a decent guy. Yeah. To hear now that he has some past with somebody else, immediately just all the doubt and like, is he here for the right reason? Is he gonna play me out? Like mm-hmm. all of that just comes to light. So. Lots of distractions. A lot of distractions. Yeah. Really, it's like, I just want people who want to find love. What That's are it. all y'all doing here with this nonsense? <laughs> like, the fuck is all of this? Can we just get to the love finding? Like, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So, so yeah. That was the Colton mess. Mm-hmm. As much as I love him, I can't blame Becca for how she's feeling. Yeah, for sure. So, time for the rose ceremony. First rose goes to Chris, Gospel Chris. Oh, yes. <laughs> and next rose went to Jason. I've been calling him Wolf of Wall Street because I literally did not know his name until that moment. <laughs> Even though you were you reminded me earlier, but whatever. Wolf of Wall Street, Jason gets the next rose. Uh, roses, roses, roses. Final rose goes to Colton. Yeah. Who, when he walked down to get that rose, oh my God, he looks so fine. Wow. He's just so fine. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Any moment with him, I'm just like, I'm like taking notes on my phone, but I have to like stop and pause and like listen to everything he says and watch him so really? vigorously because he's just fine. He's making me feel like I need to date an athlete or someone tall. Yeah. Or someone with just a body on them. Mm-hmm. I need to stop with these short 5 oh, no, yeah, dad bods. Yeah, mm-hmm. I gotta get with somebody who's a strapping, mm-hmm. has a nice athletic build. Mm-hmm. That's okay, girl. We'll get to some Giants games. We'll get you one. Oh, God. I don't, but that's the thing. I don't want an actual player. I just want someone with the build. <laughs> I'm most attracted to his looks and his build. I don't yeah. want an actual player because I can't. So, we have to say goodbye, oh. sadly, to your buffet. This broke my heart. Ricky. 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 had to go. Yeah. I, we didn't get to see anything of him, so I don't have anything to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Sad to see him go. Wish I saw a little bit more of him. He's and you very all good looking. better be out here with that same energy that you have for Joe. Making me right, mm-hmm. they're not going to, but no, they're we would not. love them to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, had to say goodbye to Ricky, and also going home was Trent. And Trent was the other uh, alleged supposed model. I was, he was somewhere in the episode, and I was like, Trent, who the hell is that? <laughs> who is that? Who actually is that? And why are you also claiming to be a model? Because Jordan's getting all the shine, but we can't forget Trent also said in his bio that he was a model, mm-hmm. and he for damn sure don't look like nobody's model. Oh my god. And then we also had to say goodbye to Alex with the teeth, Colgate, who he almost made me want to cry. <laughs> shit, that shit was so emotional. It was. 
They didn't. They just filmed him crying and staring off at a producer in the distance, mm-hmm. and he's not really saying anything, and it just looked very heartbreaking. <laughs> yeah. It was really emotional. But you gotta go. Yeah. Later. No. And that was the episode. That was it. We did get a preview of next week, mm-hmm. which a lot is going down next week. Oh my god. So we have a marching band, and they're on a football field. Looks like they're having some type of football-themed date. Clay is on that date, so he better, he better show out. Yeah. Um, it looks like Gospel Chris gets a one-on-one. Yes, it does. A one-on-one with that? a local singer. With a local it singer. Like... Oh, God. I'm going to whip that out. They f- <laughs> scraped off Instagram. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so he gets his one-on-one. And then there is a group date where our girl CN oh my God. will be live on the podcast next week to give us all the tea on this group date. Everything. CN is there with, I saw Kendall, Becca M., mm-hmm. And Tia. So naturally, you know Colton is on the date. Obviously, Colton is on the date. <laughs> and so we're going to see a face-to-face with Tia and Colton, and we're going to get to the bottom of this here relationship. Was mm-hmm. it a weekend of fun? Or was Tia having real-ass feelings for this? Like, we're really going to get to the bottom of what the nature of their relationship was. And if he's this virgin... What kind of weekend was this? Oh, shit! <laughs> oh, shit! How did I totally forget? What are we doing? Oh. What? <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So he, when he first described his weekend with Becca in my head, or with Tia in my head, I was like, oh, damn, they just, like, had a weekend, like, smashed each other, and that was it. There was no smashing because he is a virgin. So what was this weekend of fun? (laughs) Oh, how much fun can you have? (laughs) You can have a lot of fun. You You can can have a lot of fun. You can. Our (laughs) celibate friends write in. Yes, please let us know. (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, we're really gonna get to the bottom of what that weekend was Mm -hmm. with uh, Colton and Tia. We see David confronting Becca. Apparently, Jordan's been talking too much shit off camera, talking about his Tinder and all his Tinder matches. <laughs> and so David's going to take that and run straight to Becca and let her know. And then, after, I mean, this was a lot already, and it then was. at the end of the episode, we see somebody getting carried out on a stretcher. With some really embarrassing undergarments. <laughs> Like, really? Really embarrassing underwear on. Oh god. What was he wearing? Like It looked white like it was it, they were like white boxers, but they looked like Ugh. they were like SpongeBob and Patrick patterned on them or something. Like oh, god. just a terrible pattern. <laughs> so whoever that is is getting carried on in the stretcher. Whoever and... that is, that could be a PA. We don't know. That's true. I was trying real hard to look at the face, but I couldn't make it out. Mm-hmm. And then they showed a quick glimpse of all the guys on the balcony looking down. I was like trying to count who was there. Like it was too fast. <laughs> it was too fast. I couldn't move fast enough. But that very well could be the, an intern, Chris Harrison. Like we don't fucking know. So we'll see next episode. <laughs> and that was the episode, guys. Just... Next week. I'm so sad. It won't be. It's such a good episode. I won't be here. I know. I know. 
Mm. I will be frolicking in Europe. Sienna and I will catch you up. But Justine and Sienna, yes, will be holding it down. Um, As always, please remember to rate, review, subscribe. Hit us up on Twitter. We are we are live on Twitter, like truly live. I'm at work just tweeting all day (laughs) because I don't want to do work. So please come talk to me on Twitter. Our handle is the number two BLK girls, the number one Rose, and our emails, which I personally love for my commute. I save them. So anyone who writes yes. the long emails, we appreciate it. Um, mm-hmm. Our email address is the number two black girls, the number one Rose at gmail.com. Yes. Yay. And Facebook, like us on Facebook. Yeah. Just search Two Black Girls One Rose. We're there. Mm-hmm. People have been messaging us there too, so Yeah. Send us an email, send us a Facebook message, whatever you want to do. We'll reach we'll we definitely answer we answer all of our stuff. Yeah, right? don't we? Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's that. All right guys. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. 